Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another installment of Her Healing Hour. I'm your host, the voice in your ear, Lisa, aka the Alkali Yogi. Before I say anything further, happy International Women's Day. We deserve it. We earn it. We should be celebrated and uplifted every day. <laughs> okay. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, let's not waste time. Today's topic is very important, at least to me. Organic food. Is there rhyme or reason? Well, a mainstream will tell you that studies don't support theories that organic foods are more nutritious and delicious. Well, what do you, the listeners, think? Don't be afraid to use your common sense What does your intuition tell you? Do you know how to go within, into you, and ask yourself a question? Because the best decision for you, it lives in that space, not in your mind. Your mind has the ability to convince you of anything. In fact, I was reminded of that over the weekend as I rewatched Life is Beautiful, or in its proper Italian name, La Vita è Bella, by Roberto Benigni. Now, some of you may remember this film. It came out in 1997, and it was about a guy named Guido, a Jewish-Italian bookshop owner. And he uses his imagination to shield his son from the horrors of their time and their experience in the Nazi concentration camp. As I'm watching this period piece with my partner, I was struck by how familiar some of the nuances and tones felt with today, felt with how we're dealing with this pandemic. A few months ago, I was in this charming little cafe called Ciao Gloria, a charming Italian cafe in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. I found myself at the cash register where, uh, where in front of me, there was a shield, like a splash guard, separating me from the barista. I, of course, had my mask on, and the barista behind the shield has had his mask on. And the guest behind me, he was on his social distancing marker, if you will, that was six feet away, and I was on mine. I went to pull my mask down momentarily to unlock my mobile. And immediately I was accosted by both the barista and the guest behind me. Both of them yelled at me in unison, keep your mask on. (laughs) I know for some people this may not sound like much, but it shook me. It shook me that I'm still talking about it months later. It was something about the, the forcefulness in their voices, the unison in which it was chanted It struck me as scary, like something out of a movie. Like I had committed a crime or maybe I had become one. I was being policed and truthfully, as a black woman, that terrified me. Here I was under the impression that over 99% of the people that contract the virus will survive it. And here I was under the impression that if you were healthy, 
you didn't have any underlying health conditions, catching and then recovering from COVID would bring you a lifetime of immunity. And I was also under the impression that if I stood six feet away from the nearest person and or they have a barrier erected between us, that everyone is safe. You see, in my opinion, the media has chosen a very unique way to report on this virus. And along the way, they've created chaos. I believe widespread misinformation. And I also believe that the media did something similar in the 1930s, except the common enemy at the time was not a virus, but a group of people. And although I imagine most everyone that complied must have, even if for a split second, doubted the validity of these lies, they nonetheless chose to forge ahead, committing unspeakable atrocities against their fellow mankind. This to me, ladies and gentlemen, it's far worse than dictatorship. I'd like to read you a quote by a woman named Barbara Marciniak. I'm not sure who she is or what she did, but in hearing this quote, I felt it was very timely. It says, the ultimate tyranny in society is not controlled by martial law. It is controlled by the psychological manipulation of consciousness through which reality is defined so that those who exist within it do not even realize that they're in prison. Be gone into another reality. Simmer on that for a minute. Let it marinate. Because I think that we're headed somewhere very scary here. A place where if you are not wearing a mask or choose not to vaccinate, you're no longer a person, but a threat to everyone's health. And that simply is not true. If I'm being completely honest, very little of what's going on here is making any sense to me. And if you feel the same way that I do, then you have intuition and you're in tune with it. And so when I ask you, is there any rhyme or reason for going organic, you're probably sensing what I'm sensing, which is that yes, <laughs> it makes sense to go organic. But let's start at the beginning, shall we? What is organic food? Well, according to Wikipedia, organic food is food that is produced by methods complying with the standards of organic farming. Standards vary worldwide, but organic farming features practices that cycle resources, promote ecological balance, and conserve biodiversity. Organizations regulating organic products may restrict the use of certain pesticides and fertilizers in the farming methods used to produce such products. Organic foods typically are not processed using irradiation, industrial solvents, or synthetic food additives. Demand for organic foods is primarily driven by consumer concerns for personal health and the environment. 
and research shows that even highly processed organic foods such as pizza, ice cream, or cereal can be perceived as healthier than the non-organic versions depending on the marketing messages that are used to promote them. Nevertheless, from the perspective of science and consumers, there is insufficient evidence in the scientific and medical literature to support claims that organic food is either safe or healthier than eating conventional foods. While there may be some differences in the nutrient and anti-nutrient contents of organically and conventionally produced food, the variable nature of food products, or food production rather, such as shipping, storage, and handling makes it difficult to generalize results. Claims that organic food tastes better are generally not supported by tests, but consumers often perceive organic uh, produce like fruits and vegetables to taste better. Organic agriculture has higher production costs and lower yields, higher labor costs, and higher consumer prices as compared to conventional farming methods. That's quite a mouthful, right, from Wikipedia? You know what I got from that? <laughs> I got a little bit of both sides in that definition, right? Meaning they spoke very highly as to what the standards were in terms of promoting ecological, ecological balance and conserving biodiversity, but also stating in almost the same paragraph that there is insufficient evidence in scientific and medical literature, literature to support claims that organic food is safer and healthier. So what you're seeing is kind of both sides of the coin. And that can create some confusion. I overstand that. But remember what I said. As consumers, it's important that we inform ourselves as to who is to gain when there is a major campaign. Because if your intuition, like mine, tells you that it makes perfect sense that organic food would be more holistic, let's say, from seed to harvest, then of course it would be the healthier choice. The question then becomes, why is there a narrative that contradicts the obvious with scientific studies to support it? Well, listeners, my guess is there is a lot of money at stake for conventional farmers and conventional food manufacturers. So, it's not surprising to me, and it's not beyond my comprehension, that they would be happy to deceive consumers and fabricate studies. Don't believe me? Well, let's think about the tobacco industry, shall we? Didn't they swear up and down before Congress or whomever that nicotine was not addictive or cancer forming? They did, didn't they? And why did they do that? For profit. Because profit and profit property come before the people. Always have. We've seen it in virtually every retail sector. Let's take pharmaceuticals. When pharmaceutical drugs are introduced in the marketplace and advertised to solve one problem, they also have to list, and it's quite a long list, of other problems that they may create. So I think it's fair to say that oftentimes what you're treating can be less severe than the side effects. And if you think I'm being dramatic, well, some of those drug, drug advertisements that are showing on your telly, 
they clearly state that the aftermath of taking said drugs could potentially lead to suicidal thoughts or death. So you tell me, how is that better than having IBS, for example? (laughs) There are patterns here. My question to you is, do you see them? I want to bring in the British Soil Association because most of my podcast actually centers around their research. They themselves decided to do extensive extensive studies over long periods because they had taken 128 studies before them that they had found, rather, and they took these 128 studies and put them in front of a panel of scientists that were actually independent. That means scientists that were not being paid by major food manufacturers and had no skin in the game. And what the scientists found was that out of 128 studies, only 28 were worthy of being read. All 28 legitimate studies illustrated that, and wait for it, organic produce was superior in nutritional value and all related matters. So, again, why all the hoopla that states that no nutritional difference can be found between conventional and organic produce? Well, one reason why that might be the case is because for almost every single agricultural department in a major university, there are financial ties to one of the major food processors, i.e. Cargill, i.e. Coca-Cola, i.e. Kraft, i.e. Heinz. So what do you expect when these major food producers own the buildings and the studies that are taking place at these universities? You would expect to get results that favor their business, would they not? Continuing on with the British Soil Association and their findings, I want to get into a little bit of myth-busting, shall we? Using the evidence found by independent scientists. So, first myth that we're going to bust today, and that is pertaining to food quality and health. The myth is that there is no evidence available to present to be able to say that organic foods are significantly different. Excuse me. In terms of their safety and nutritional content to those produced by conventional farming. Here's the reality. Organic food has lower levels of contaminants, such as pesticides, antibiotics, and nitrates. Organic food has higher levels of a variety of essential nutrients. And the UK Food Standards Agency has stated that the difference between non-organic and organic food Oh, wait, sorry. That's incorrect, guys. Rewind. (laughs) The UK Food Standards Agency has stated that there is no difference between non-organic and organic food. However, that agency may have overlooked a study which reviewed 150 research projects comparing organic and non-organic food. And that study confirmed that despite varied research methods, 
varied research methods and highly creative ones, I might add, there is a trend towards fewer undesirable components or contaminants and higher desirable components such as vitamins in organic food compared with non-organic food. Another myth that we're going to bust today, food poisoning. The myth being organic food was probably fertilized with animal manure containing dangerous pathogens. Be especially worried about the virulent E. coli found mainly in cattle manure. But the reality and the evidence shows food poisoning rates have increased across Europe for two decades. There is no more risk of pathogen contamination of organic food than non-organic food. Indeed, many organic practices actually reduce risk. Food poisoning have been increasing throughout Europe and the UK at alarming rates. And total, excuse me, casesin in the UK have risen from 10,000 in 1982 to almost 50,000 cases notified in England and Wales by the end of the 90s. That's an increase of over 400%. Next myth to bust, pesticides. Organic farmers are allowed to use a number of toxic chemical pesticides and many organic crops are routinely sprayed with pesticides. The reality The evidence shows that pesticides have a harmful impact on human health, the environment, and the farm. Plant health and pest control can be promoted without the use of agrochemicals. Pesticide and fertilizer use force, sorry, pesticide and fertilizer use actually forces farmers into a cycle of dependency known as the agrochemical treadmill. Moving on value for your money because I know this one matters to everyone. The myth is they're not getting value for money. If If they think they're buying food with extra nutritional quality or extra safety, they're not. But the reality is the true cost of food production is not simply the price for which it is sold. Evidence shows that non organic food carries hidden costs paid by paid from public taxes, high animal welfare standards and protection and the enhancement of the environment mean that organic food costs more to produce. Non-organic food production increases the need for and costs of water treatment and environmental protection measures. Economies of scale and technical innovations can help to lower organic costs of production as the sector develops. Next myth, feeding the world. Oh, I've heard this one thrown around quite a bit. Intensive agriculture is good for health and the environment and is essential if the world's population is to be fed without converting vast areas of biodiverse ecosystems into cropland, which would be necessary if organic agriculture with its lower yields were used. Well, the reality is, the long-term, the long-term security of our food supply relies on sustainable forms of food production. The evidence shows intense farming destroys the fertility of the land. Sustainable farming helps communities to produce food at low costs. And lastly, I'm going to bust the myth on animal welfare. 
That myth being, organic farming principles may well have positive effects on people, the environment, and livestock, but such benefits are almost impossible to quantify. And in many cases, the philosophy is not yet matched by current knowledge until they are. Claims such as those made by the British Soil Association regarding animal welfare benefits are ill-informed and misleading to the consumer. And the reality actually is the health and the welfare of livestock is a key indicator of good farming environment. Evidence shows animal welfare is one of the basic principles of organic farming upheld through organic standards. And good husbandry minimizes the need to treat disease. There you go. I've just busted six myths for you, but I wanna add some more. Also taken from the same study that was done by the British Soil Association that was released in 2001 regarding myth versus reality. It states, the attacks on organic farming have come from several sources, including free market think tanks, a small number of academic institutions, non-organic farming associations, and fringe groups at both ends of the political spectrum. Here, we name some of the organizations. So, to name the people that are causing some of this confusion, I would like to name the Hudson Institute in the US. The Hudson Institute in the US, widely known as a free, free market pro-globalization think tank, was probably the original source of the E. coli myth. But the founders of the Hudson Institute include some of the largest biotechnology and agrochemical companies, such as Monsanto, Novartis Crop Protection, Zeneca. And I just wanted to bring that in again to show you an example of who is creating this chaos and confusion and what their motivation is. It goes back to follow the money. I'm not on anyone's payroll. <laughs> From a money trail perspective, if you were to follow the money of where this misinformation is coming from, well, I've just stated it to you. It's some of these big agrochemical producers and their vested interests. As a holistic lifestyle coach, my job is to coach you on how to restore and maintain your well-being. I'm not taking a paycheck from any organic farming associations, nor am I affiliated with any. My job is to provide you with the necessary tools to achieve your health goals. And if I'm doing my job correctly, you won't need me forever. You could say that I'm in the business of getting you to no longer need my services. That's a lot to think on, right? But the reason why I bring up, do you notice the pattern? Is because we see these patterns play out in so many different sectors, in so many different ways in our day-to-day -day life. We are constantly being manipulated, whether we know it or not. And that's why it's important that we observe, pay attention, ask who is to gain, and ultimately follow the money trail all the way to the top.
before I leave you for the week, I also want to add 90 to 95% of all diseases result from faulty diet, I prefer to use the word nutrition, and lifestyle practices. Don't believe me? Ask your doctor. Diabetes and heart disease are a result of a modern lifestyle and centralized mass-produced poor quality food. And they're just two of the things that are killing us. Again, just ask your doctor. Because what that means is that no more than 10% of of the diseases that are out there are genetic. That means you have so much say in how your genes and your cells develop over time. And a lot of that is going to be based on the decisions that you make or fail to make. So in the end, organic food, yay or nay, well, like everything else, the choice is yours. And each choice has with it its own consequences. But I truly believe that no one is better suited at making a decision for you than you. So decide and then keep me posted. I want to hear how you're doing. I want to make this a conversation. I want your input and your feedback. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Once again, I'm Lisa the Alkali Yogi and you can always find me online at Alkali Yogi spelled A-L-K-A-L-I-Y-O-G-I. That is if you happen to be on the gram. Also on the gram, you can check out Alkaline Yoga Retreat, spelled exactly as it sounds. A-L-K-A-L-I-N-E-Y-O-G-A-R-E-T-R-E-A-T-S. Alkaline Yoga Retreats are wellness retreats co-hosted by me at Usha Village, home of Dr. Sebi. Stay posted for our revised dates. And if you're not on social media, and I don't blame you, Please reach out to me via email on alkaliyogi at yahoo.com. Until next week, be well and stay well, guys. Love you so much. Thank you for listening.